Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Hour 2. This is where we find our panel just about uh, 15 minutes away. Make it 14. 14 minutes away, and we've got topics worthy of discussion. They're all worthy of discussion, but I wanted to drill back down on this whole idea of the hate that has so filled uh, people in certain circumstances that they acted out. And uh, the thing you see stateside there with the Pittsburgh shooting, as well as the bomb threats being mailed to uh, various and sundry, and the media's role, social media. I mean, Donald Trump has... uh, counterpunched, I guess, because there have been folks blaming him for whipping up the rhetoric that leads to these kinds of outcomes. He says, in turn, that it's the media, the fake news, uh, they gin up and slant the news in certain ways that this does uh, trip people. It's a trigger of sorts, if you will. So uh, it's something we'll get back into and discuss into uh, our second hour here, as well as uh, picking up on another point. This is a media story of sorts, where Apu, one of the characters in The Simpsons from Time Immemorial, uh, that's being discontinued. Makes you wonder if, by extension, all caricatures should be phased out, but uh, the story behind this, needless to say, is uh, Hank Azaria was the voice, and he was on Colbert's show and saying, you know, he wouldn't be sad to see him go because uh, there have been a lot of people uh, critical of this particular character. Uh, and, you know, yes, it's stereotypical. I get it. Uh, maybe that's what these shows are all about. You know, they simplify things in stereotypical fashion. And if you really want to take it down to uh, a very granular level, maybe a lot of these shows should just be discontinued. If you, I mean, I don't know. Thinking back, All in the Family would never get made today. Three's Company, Chrissy, the Ditsy Blonde, Suzanne Summers, forget it. That's a stereotype. That's got to, you know, so I'm saying, uh, how far do we really want to get into the weeds here? But we'll get into it as a discussion after 520. Topics worthy of such. Whether you feel safe on a discount airline, story out of Indonesia, you know, 189 people presumed gone. It's a recovery mission as much as anything, not a, a search and rescue. But this is where flying on a discount airline They don't have uh, the most uh, exemplary of track records, let's say, uh, in Indonesia when it comes to that. So uh, we'll pose those questions, too. Something I asked earlier in hour one had to do with the flu season now upon us. And the public health people have come out with warnings to get vaccinated and so on and so forth to fight the seasonal influenza. Is that advisable? Or is it, I mean, given as an article of faith, if you don't, you're really running a risk as opposed to perhaps assuming a risk when you do get vaccinated. Now, I didn't say that, but that was something that appeared in the Toronto Sun, an opinion piece by a doctor, Gifford Jones, his numb de plume. And uh, there was such a furious backlash from the medical community and others that Adrian Batra, the editor in chief of the Sun, who's going to be with us shortly here on the panel and we'll put it to her, but they had to withdraw the whole article because that was one doctor's opinion. I wanted to get another doctor's opinion. Our own Dr. Brett Belchetz, who's the Global News Radio's medical expert, has joined us here on The Oakley Show. Dr. Belchetz, good to have you on board. Hi there. Hi there. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, here it is. It's flu season. And uh, the idea that you know 
people get vaccinated to protect against, uh, well, the latest strain of influenza. Uh, you're supportive of that, are you? I'm 100% supportive of that. So, you know, there there is, um, you know, endless amounts of science to support the fact that the flu vaccine is safe. Uh, it reduces not only your chance of getting the flu, but it reduces your chance of having severe complications, including death from the flu. And so, you know, I, I think lots of people out there tend to minimize how severe an illness the flu is, but the flu is a deadly illness. It is actually one of the leading killers around the world, especially of people with underlying health conditions. And, and so, you know, we have a vaccine that, that may not completely prevent your chance of getting it, but even if you do get it, it prevents your chance of dying, prevents your chance of ending up in the intensive care unit, and certainly it does not have a lot of side effects that are dangerous or worrisome in any long-term manner. And, and so I am 100% uh, supportive of that vaccine, and I recommend to any friends or family or anybody in the general community that you absolutely should be getting this vaccine. Well, you know, it's curious because after the first hour's discussion, I got some emails from people wondering why some in the medical profession choose not to get vaccinated, like nurses, frontline nurses. Uh, why would that be? Well, you know, I can't speak for individual people as to what their decisions are. You know, I think there are, even in the medical profession, there are people who make poor decisions. You know, I know doctors who continue to smoke despite knowing that smoking is one of the leading factors that will contribute towards you dying at a young age. And so, you know, I, you know, just because there are physicians that smoke doesn't mean that the general public should all of a sudden decide that smoking is a good idea. And similarly, you know, I know, you know, other healthcare providers that do silly things like not wearing their seatbelts. So, you know, there will always be people in any community, doesn't matter how educated that community is, that make bad decisions. We should never be inspired to copy them uh, and, you know, make the same bad decisions that they're making. So, you know, nurses that are deciding not to get vaccinated are not doing so because they have some special inside knowledge and the same thing with doctors that choose not to get vaccinated. Most of the time, um, some of them are lazy, they don't get around to it, or, you know, there may be some other explanation altogether, but this has nothing to do with the science. Um, The science is very clear-cut. This is a protective treatment, and it is very safe. So there's consensus science then. Anybody who uh, would beg to differ or have an opinion, because I was citing that here at the outset, an opinion piece that ran in the sun from a Dr. Gifford Jones, where he didn't uh, come out and say that, uh, you know, vaccination is crap and so on and so forth. He basically just said uh, people should have a discussion about the issue with their family doctor and there can on rare occasions be adverse effects. Uh, would you say that that's plausible? There are some adverse effects to vaccines on rare occasion? So let's talk about his editorial, because I was actually one of the medical professionals that said this needed to be taken down. So, you know, this isn't a, 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 a objective, distant thing for me. I was uh, quite appalled at the editorial itself and the content. So first of all, to be clear, um, uh, this person, Dr. Gifford-Jones, um, is no longer a doctor. He has not held a medical license, I believe, since the year 2012, at which point his license lapsed in Ontario and was not renewed. Um, Dr. Gifford-Jones isn't even his real name. He has another name. If you look at the column, uh, he actually is AKA something else, and he has another name under which he actually was licensed. So he is in his 90s, hasn't practiced medicine in a very long time. Um, The the piece, which is an editorial piece, is full of just blatant inaccuracies. Uh, I think the first line of the piece talks about he doesn't get the flu vaccine because he takes vitamin C to strengthen his immune system, which uh, there have been unbelievably countless studies to show that vitamin C... it has no effect on your immune system. It, it does not strengthen your immune system. That, that is a, a piece of, uh, uh, of sort of old wives' tale mythical lore that is absolutely not true. Vitamin C is, is an essential vitamin, but taking more of it does not make you less likely to get sick in any manner. 
Um, so that's the first thing that's inaccurate. Then he cites things like saying we give children too many vaccines and at too young an age. And he cites a fact which he says in Norway uh, they don't vaccine babies until the age of two. So why are they don't vaccinate babies until the age of two? So why are we giving so many vaccines before the age of two? So anybody out there, I would urge you to do a Google search and find out what age they start vaccinating babies in Norway. It's not the age of two. It's the same age that we start vaccinating babies, which is in their infancy, which is at a couple of months of age. They have the exact same vaccine schedule that we do. So um, this is not uh, a piece that should have ever, uh, frankly, appeared in any publication of any mainstream uh, value at all. There are numerous factual errors. There is no science. Um, This is not an opinion piece where somebody is entitled to, you know, express their opinion. We can debate over it. You know, there are some things that are just facts, you know, uh, things like, is the earth round or flat? And, you know, this person just does not have their facts straight, and, and nor are they a medical doctor anymore, nor they should, should they be presenting themselves as a medical doctor. So, um, you know, on just every single dimension, this piece uh, should not have been published, and Adrian Batra was, was very right to take it down. I applaud her for taking it down quickly. And, uh, you know, again, I will just say that there are some things that are, definitely opinion-based and should be up for debate, such as, you know, what our politics should be. But this is not one of those. There, there's clear science, just like there is for gravity or whether the earth is round or flat. And there isn't, a, there isn't any place for debate on this. And yet, you know, uh, I, will, I will accept that. I mean, I'm not a medical practitioner. I'm just trying to uh, drill down on uh, where we stand on this. You're rather unequivocal, but I'm reading here the Public Health Agency of Canada, which publishes a quarterly report of adverse reactions to vaccinations, says 902 such incidents were reported in the last three months of 2016, the most recent period for which data is available. Of those, only 103 were considered serious. So is that like a a rounding error or statistically insignificant? How do we see this? Well, it's a very small number if you look at the overall number of vaccinations um, across the country. So, you know, again, you know, we could look at any public health intervention or any treatment whatsoever and see how many adverse effects there are. So, you know, antibiotics have way more adverse effects than that. So, you know, when I prescribe amoxicillin for an pneumonia or an ear infection, um, the chance of there being an adverse effect is incredibly higher than that. Yet, nobody would, would argue that we should stop using antibiotics altogether. Most people understand antibiotics are a valuable treatment that we use to fight infection. And yes, it may not be completely safe, but it is far safer than the alternative, which is what we used to see, which was people dying of routine infections. And so vaccines are incredibly safe, really, really low rates of adverse effects, which is you're going to have adverse effects. You're sticking someone with a needle and injecting uh, something into them. People will have allergic responses. They can have vocal trauma, et cetera, from the needle. That being said, you know, if I look at, uh, you know, 100 serious adverse effects across the country of 35 million people, and I compare that to a place where we were, you know, before vaccines 100 years ago, where we had children left, right, and center paralyzed by polio, children left, right, and center dying of measles, you know, children left, right, and center dying of, of, of multiple other things that you know, we now vaccinate against that we don't see anymore. It, you know, I, think, I don't think any, anybody with any amount of rational thinking could say it's a better place to be where we have 100 adverse reactions that are serious across the country of 35 million people than every single parent lived their entire life fearing for polio, measles, and everything else. And finally, it's beyond my pay grade to uh, answer this email, but uh, maybe you can help me in this regard. Like many younger kids, our daughter, the writer says, was vaccinated with the HPV dose in grade 7, and now at 17, and like many recipients of this vaccine, has built up to a full autoimmune disorder. Plausible? Plausible, that? That's complete nonsense. So, so that, that is somebody who doesn't understand science, doesn't understand the idea that one storytelling example does not equate to any real evidence of anything. So, you know, I could give you a similar uh, 
uh, study, I could tell you that, you know, 100% of people uh, who have an autoimmune disorder um, have also, for instance, worn a seatbelt. And that would be true. Every single person out there in our country who has an autoimmune disorder has worn a seatbelt in the past. Does that mean that wearing a seatbelt causes an autoimmune disorder? No, it does not. So the fact that one person who had a vaccine now has an autoimmune disorder has nothing to do with the, the two. The, the fact is very likely this person would have developed that autoimmune disorder uh, whether they have the vaccine or not, and this is completely unrelated. So the way that we the way that we figure these things out in true medical science, and, it, and it's clear that this particular practitioner doesn't know this or doesn't understand this, is we look at large uh, populations of people, and we look at the population of people that had the vaccine and the population of people that did not. And then we look and we look at things like autoimmune disorders, and we say, are they more common across you know a million people that got vaccinated versus a million people that did not get vaccinated? And guess what? We don't. There is no evidence whatsoever to show that this vaccine causes this. This example of one person is a scare tactic. It's fear-mongering. It's not science. It has absolutely no place appearing uh, in, in any in any respected publication, and certainly should never be coming out of the mouth of anybody who purports to be a medical practitioner or a practitioner of science. All right. It was an individual who just uh, emailed me, I guess, from uh, his own personal perspective, but I really appreciate your clarifying that and so many other points. <laughs> Very instructive. Thanks so much for your time, as always. My pleasure. Have a great day there. And you, Dr. Brett Belchetz, Global News Radio medical expert. Well, I guess that sort of satisfies that, uh, although I'm sure for many uh, that would not put this thing to rest. But uh, the fact that Adrian Batra pulled the piece and Belchetz said he as much as anybody was responsible for imploring her to do so. Uh, We'll get her to respond on that matter and many other topics worthy of discussion. She's joining Kim Wright and Mike Van Solen up next with our panel here on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio 640 Toronto.